0: Hey, y'all, and welcome to The Hill Podcast. We're so glad that you could join us today. We pray that this podcast will encourage you, will deepen your faith, and will inspire you to make Jesus famous. Let's dive into the message. Come on, somebody. One more time. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Excited to get to be just here today. Um, I got to tell you, as I'm looking at all these FFA coats, it takes me back to my days of checking chickens. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We were second in the nation parliamentary procedure back in my day. Come on. I thought you might clap for that. I can't get no love in the house. Okay. Come on, somebody. There we go. We're catching up. It's good to have you guys with us, good to see my boy in the back, man, I got some family here, if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, we've been in this series called "To the Core, and we've been talking about like the core values of who we are as a church, like like obviously everything the word says is God-breathed, like we believe every part of it, okay, but there's specific things that we hold on to that make the hill who we are as the hill, like, like make Jesus famous and, and shoot again and better together and. And we've had an absolute blast. Today, we're going to be talking kingdom first. So high five your neighbor. Tell him kingdom first. Tell him, get it right. Get it right, man. Get it right. We're going to have some fun today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And here's what it says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his ability to stay right. And all these these things things will be be added to you. So Matthew Matthew chapter 6, y'all, is talking about a whole bunch of stuff, right? Matthew Matthew chapter 6, especially in this setting of scripture, it really is talking about a whole lot of life anxiety. I know I'm looking at a crowd that ain't got no mess going on. Come on, somebody. You ain't got nothing going on. Your kids all behave. Y'all wake up with good breath every morning. I believe it. Your hair is good every day, your feet don't stink. I believe it. Come on somebody. But let me let me let me, let me preach, preach this, this from so an ordinary man's perspective. I got issues. I got I got some issues, man. I got 4 kids, y'all. Like and it was on purpose. I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't know what I don't know what our problem is, but nevertheless, it happened, and we got some issues. My, my baby woke up today. My youngest baby. I said today, baby, he wakes up every day just mad at the world, crying. He screamed all the way into church, and thank God, I think he fell asleep on the way to Bollinger. come on, somebody, the effective prayer of a righteous man much. Like, we got some issues in life, and I love that Matthew chapter 6, it's talking a lot about life anxiety, about life issues every day, how some of us, we got more than money, some of us got relationship challenges, some of us got, we've got, we've got got edge challenges, some of us got, uh, we've got uh, mental and emotional and physical hindrances, a lot of us, we have some real life issues that's going on in our world, am I talking to anybody in the house today? Come on, somebody in the back. Hey, Amen. I'm talking to some people that know what I'm talking. Like the walls almost are closing in around you. Almost like it's ha- you have trouble breathing. Like, like there's so much going on. It feels like everywhere you turn, everybody's against you. And the problem is you get on social media and you see that everybody else's life is perfect. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. But the problem is when we get on social media, we're seeing their highlight reel. Like, like, I remember growing up playing ball and, and, and watching different, Barry Sanders was my dude, man. I, t- I trained my son that Barry Sanders is the greatest running back of all time. I got a few of us that agree and some of us that need to get saved today. Come on, somebody. But, like, I, I, I remember watching Barry Sanders and watching his highlight reel or Michael Jordan. I remember watching his highlight reel and thinking, I am never going to be able to do that. The problem was I didn't watch when Michael Jordan missed shots. I just watched when he was hitting everything, right? And so I was setting myself up in comparison to someone that I could never be because the person I was comparing myself to, he wasn't even who he was showing the rest of the world to be. That's the the problem. We look at everybody else's world and everybody else's life and we feel like everybody else got it going on. We feel like everyone else has got the perfect family and the the perfect job and the perfect this and the perfect that. And matter of fact, we spend so much time focusing on what we don't have. We forget what we do have. Am I talking to anybody today? We spend so much time focusing on how we're not enough. We spend so much time focusing on all the people that have left our life. We don't see the people that are still there. And then we get this thought that says, "What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that these people keep leaving?" And listen, you got some issues. Look at your neighbor, say you messed up. You know, me too. Look back at him, say me too. Say me too. We got some issues, y'all. We got some issues. We're gonna work them out today. Come on, somebody. We get to this place that we're saying, "What's wrong with me?" And I love this same scripture. Jesus is looking at him, and he says, "Whoa, slow down." You're so caught up on money. You're so so caught up on what you're going to look like. How you're going to dress. He says, slow down for just a second. And he says, I just want want you to look at the the birds birds of the air. Check them out, out, man. I want you to look at the lilies of the valley. Look how beautiful these things are. And listen, he says, they're going to be gone tomorrow. They are meaningless, he says care of them and he he's says you're his, his son. son jesus he's talking his you're his son or you're his daughter son. and you feel like like you're alone and jesus is like just take a breath take a breath and chill out i, I love what he's saying here guys he's saying listen, listen 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 i need you to catch my reality the problem is you're so caught up in all these falsehoods he says i need you to catch my reality for your life he says let me give you some peace i remember a. Uh, As I'm teaching my my kids to play ball, ball, I'm teaching them. them Matter of fact, to swim. My kids. (laughs) Anybody else's kids like get possessed when water hit them in the face? Just, just mine. Okay. 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 There's two of us. We hate the rest of them, don't we? My kids, My kids, man, they man hate like they hated getting in water. water. I remember teaching you know, them to like jump, jump off the, the diving boards, boards. And I live on the lake, not on the lake, but by, by Stockton Lake. And so, so it's we like we want to jump cliffs, off the cliffs. And I'd be in the water, and, I'll and I'll I'm like shot. jump to me, jump to me. What do they start doing? They start looking everywhere else at what could hurt them versus the one person that was guaranteeing to save them you looking at everything going wrong. You've got, to, uh, you've got to fix your focus and focus on the one person that came to save you. Focus on the one person that already paid the price to do it for you. Jump, baby. Jump, baby. Jump, baby. Jump, baby. My kids are like, but daddy, but daddy, but daddy, but daddy. And I'm like, chill out and quit talking. like that to me stop. sometimes he's like will you shut up, you shut up. I'm, trying I'm trying to talk and you don't ever stop I need you to be quiet Bo "All I'm trying that's what <laughs> that's what, that's what you're like shh he says let, let my peace rule my heart your heart and mind let, let let me when, when stuff is stuff you worrying you and stressing you out says, he says let, let me call that stuff out of balance, balance. notice Jesus what Jesus doesn't, doesn't say, say in this setting of scripture as they're talking about uh, money issues and and, and life anxiety. Notice, nowhere in this setting of scripture in in Matthew chapter six does Jesus say, now don't work for it, don't try. No, he doesn't say that because we are supposed to work for it. We are supposed to give our effort. I like to say it like this. We give our natural. He He gives the super and together we do something supernatural. He's saying, listen, 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 just just don't try try to do what you can't do. Just do do what you do do what's in front of of you. Do Do what what you're able to do and allow allow me to do the rest. Notice he's not saying don't don't work. He's saying kingdom 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 first. first. Matter Matter of fact, the word seek seek. in In the uh, uh, Hebrew there means crave. Anybody with a pregnant wife? You got a pregnant lady over here? You get some weird cravings? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My wife didn't crave anything weird. She just, she just craves something all the time. Come on, let's Come on, it. Like, like I, I mean, and what do you do as a good husband? What do you, you, you make it happen, don't you? Like, like if, when she at two in the morning, she was like, honey, I really want some donuts, and I'm like, baby, we live in Italian nothing happening. She's like, but I want donuts. I'm like, all right, I'll drive. Let's go to Kansas City. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Because see when you're craving something nothing else will satisfy i remember a time that i went to a place that they advertised that they had they, and i won't say the name of the place but they advertised that they had steaks and shakes i ain't saying what it was i ain't saying let your mind wander. i ain't trying to say something but they, they said they so i go there for the first time i'm excited i'm, I'm gonna get a steak and a shake i'm pumped y'all i'm like here we go t-bone porterhouse so I, want, I want a good steak. I want it medium, medium rare. And I can't wait. I sit down and said, I'll have a steak, please. And a, and a shake, please. And she said, oh, we just have steak burgers. I said, that's false advertising. <laughs> I ain't saying where it was, but I'm saying it was on the sign that you had steaks and you had shakes. And you said you ain't got steaks. She said, well, they're steak burgers. I said, that ain't steak. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got a chili and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> because see, when you're craving something, When there's something that that, that is just your your taste buds are saying, I really, 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 really want this. Nothing else will satisfy. Jesus is talking. He says, I need you to crave something that more than you crave anything else in your life. I need you to crave before everything else, the kingdom of God. Amen. Lord, kingdom is king's dominion. Right? King's dominion. Literally, simply put, it can be said like this. I need mean, before anything else in your world, I need you to crave my plan for your life. Yes. Amen. You need to crave my will. More I mean, yes, you've got to do your part, but more than you're worried about success and relationships and more than you're worried about ball games and fun stuff and more than you're worried about what you're going to do next weekend, I need you to crave my plan for your life because everything else is a byproduct of being in the perfect plan or will or the perfect uh, the kingdom that I have for your life. He's saying, he's saying, before anything else, I need you to crave me. He's saying, Jesus is saying, let the will of God Dominate your life. Anybody with anger issues, don't raise your hand. There's a bunch of us. You can raise your hand. You might yeah. Some, of y'all are here. Some of y'all are real messed up. Come on, somebody. I was kidding. I never really... I, I, I had anger issues when I played ball. That was it. Anybody else? When you played ball, there was a whole new person came out in. You. And you just got just got it. That's what you did. Uh, so I love... I was thinking about this in the context of like... You ever like done and just lost control... Like in anger, or let's not into anger. Let's say that some of y'all, you lose control when you get your credit card. <laughs> You're spending, you lose control, and some of y'all, some of y'all, it's lust, and for some of y'all, it's eating, and for some of y'all, it's it's emotional stuff, and for some of y'all, it's gossip. Y'all just out of control when you when you learn some some good news. I heard this story of these three pastors that went to. Uh, they went on a, a fishing trip. It was supposed to be a bunch of them. and Only three showed up. And, and it was Pastor Clinton. And it was, it was, uh, it was Scott. And it, was, it was JR. These three guys all went. And, uh, and, and they, they, when they, when they, they were supposed to be all the hill people. But it was just these three. And, and they said, you know what? If it's just the three of us. Let's, let's become accountability partners. And they said, that's good. And Pastor Scott, Pastor Clinton said that. And Scott said, well, I guess I'll go first. He said, boys, I got a real drinking problem. I... Emma, I am flat out an alcoholic. I can't go through the morning. Like, I, I had jacked my coffee. Come on, somebody. He said, I just, I can't control myself. I just lose control. And Jr. said, man, that's, that's really good, man. He uh, said, I really have a gambling problem. I can't, I, I bet on everything, man. I bet on, I bet on, uh, every, if you can think, I bet on horses. I bet on football. I bet on, I bet on timeouts. And again, I bet on everything, Pastor Jr. said. I bet on absolutely everything. They looked at Pastor Clint and said, well, how about you? He said, I got a gossip problem. I can't wait to get back to town. <laughs> <laughs> See, so all of oh, this is a little different, but we lose control. W- would you guys ever just lose control? Now, here's the problem with losing control. You really have never lost control. You are lost in control. I'm going to say it again. You haven't lost control. You are lost in control. The problem is if you would like to get composure, you actually have to lose control and crave first the kingdom of God. you got to get things in the right order. So the problem isn't that you've lost control. It's that you are lost while being in control. There's a fight for control in your everyday life. There's a fight for control in your thought pattern. There's a fight for control in your decisions. There's an absolute fight for control. And I know this because I have a two-year-old. Of the day, he said, Daddy, I want to drive. <laughs> I said, Bubby, we on Highway 44. He said, I want to drive, Daddy. Yeah, he p- P's. P's, Daddy, Pease, Pease, Daddy, Pease, Daddy, Drive. I said, Benny, Benny, bro, it's 44, bro. Like We're going to die if you drive. You're, you're two. You're going to kill us all. Don't you care that you will kill us all? He said, Peace, peace Daddy. I said, Benny. So then it turns into this fight. I'll argue my two-year-old. Come on, somebody. I'm like, Benny, you can't drive. Peace, Daddy. Daddy, Daddy, drive. Daddy, drive. Daddy, drive. And he starts to panic and get frustrated and starts crying. And I have gray hair. Come on, somebody. And so, so anyhow, like we, we, we get into this, this place of being frustrated with one another. Now, the problem is I'm I as the father and looking in the back seat saying, Benny, I know it's what you want, but the problem is if I give you what you right now if I give you what you want right now, you're going to lose total control and you might total the vehicle and you may not make it to the destination. See the problem is you're saying God, I want this. God I want this and he says the problem is I am aware of some stuff that you are unaware of and if I give you what you want right now you might lose control or get off the path and not make it to where I want you to go. So, hush up and let me buckle you in your car seat. That's the reality, though. That's, that's what goes on. We want control. See, that for most of us, more than we we want God, but more than we want God, we want control. Right?
1: More than we want Him, we
0: want total, total control. And we have to ask this question in our lives, God. We have to say, God, what do you say? Because when people take me off, I, I want to punch them right in the face. I know it's just me. I know that the rest of y'all are sanctified. I, I, I want to kick them in the knee. I want to Tommy Harding some of these people. I apologize. <laughs> no, I, I got these issues, right? But I refuse to let them. I, I refuse to let them out because I'm seeking first the kingdom. So when I have a thought that says that guy cuts you off in traffic, you should give him the bird. <laughs> I know some of y'all, people are like, Martha, we gotta go to a different church, this guy. I promise, I promise, we've been, God's doing great stuff, but I told the Lord a long time ago, I said, I never said I'd be passionate, but I promised the Lord I'd be real. Can I, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, like, I have this reaction to want to react to these people that are, that I think that some people get possessed when they start driving cars. In traffic, road rage demons, they, they drive, I mean, it's a mess. And so, so the reality is like I have these re- natural reactions and the Word is saying it's not saying that I'm not going to have them. It's saying that I have to control them. Give Him control over them. I, it's saying that I might have them. It's not wrong for me to have the thought. It's wrong for me to act it out. Yeah. See, that's the problem in the church. We feel like if we have the thought we're messed up and God's going, well, no, 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 you have natural thoughts. But seek first the kingdom. Right? When, when we begin to ask God what do you say about this hurt that happened to me? What do you say about my finances? What do you say about my life? Everything begins to change. When we begin to ask God what he would have us do in certain areas, everything begins to change. As we crave God's dominion in our life, everything finally starts to make sense like i got some blocks and, and and as we begin to put these things in the right place and as we begin to to get them in a in a way that just kind of makes sense with a solid foundation as we begin to do this all of a sudden we're able to build something that can stand the test of time as we put things in the right order we're able to to finally get to a place of stability we're finally able to get to a place where where we have structure in our lives i remember a time when i was asking the lord for some things and i was praying i was like god i want this and god and they were good things they weren't bad things and the lord interrupted my prayer and he said son bo if you give me what you think you want i'll give you what i know you need Mm -hmm. the problem is we're fighting we're saying, but I want I to want drive. And he says, but I want, I want you to make it to where you're supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to drive. Yeah, but you ain't going to make it there because you don't know the way. Right? He said, well, you got to let go what you think you are. Because I know what's going to fulfill your life. And I'm so thankful for that word about 10 years ago in my life because I'm living the fullness of it right now. But I haven't to come to a place where I said, okay, what, what do you say? Guys, Jesus in the setting of scripture, he isn't saying don't crave success. He isn't saying don't crave relationships. He isn't saying don't crave finances. He isn't saying don't have fun. He's saying don't make any of that the foundation of your life. That's what he's saying. He's not saying don't crave good, good healthy relationships. You need healthy relationships. But don't let them rule your world. He's not saying don't crave good finances, but don't center your world around your bank account. Amen. We just have to understand the right, the right way to put it in place. We have to understand what comes first. We have to understand what comes first. Matter of fact, the word saved, we, we, we christian stuff, so we, we've coined the term saved, and we all just think that the rest of the world knows what it means. And most people are like, saved from what? Like, I don't get it and we know that we're talking about eternity but but for a lot of us if we understood what the word saved meant there was a, there was a, a blind guy that cried out to Jesus and he said Jesus i need help and, and Jesus prayed for him and he said stand up and open your eyes and be whole well the word that he used in the greek for whole is Susa. it's the word we get it's where we get the word saved whole see when Jesus when, when he died on the cross yes absolutely it was about eternity but he came to make you whole See, we try to make it all about an emotional, spiritual experience, but feel like, like, okay, God, you got the spirit, but I'll handle the relationship. You got the spirit, but I got the finances. You got the spirit, but I got some jacked up thoughts, and I'll handle my mental state. You got the spirit, but I'll handle my health. You got the spiritual stuff, Jesus, but I'll handle everything else. But the reality is, y'all, when Jesus came, he came to make you whole. In seven, for me, it's seven different ways. It is spiritual, the base of it all. Right? But it's not just spiritual. He came to make you whole relational. Right? He, he came. He came to make you whole mentally. He wants you to make wise and good decisions. He came to make you whole uh, mentally and physically. He wants you healthy. And He came to make you whole emotionally. He yes, wants you stable. He doesn't want you to be a wreck. He doesn't want you to cry yourself to sleep every night. Okay. He came to make you whole. So good. He came to make you whole in every area, but it wasn't just emotional. He came to make your finances whole. Yes, yes. amen. Right? But well, you know what I love about God. He didn't just come to make everything, these six things whole. He, he came to add something. For me, it's icing on the cake. He came so I could kill big deer in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> he came so I could drive Jeeps and motorcycles. He came so we could play baseball and football and we could play basketball and we could do parlor and we could do we could, we could be on the, the, the dairy team. He came so that we could play softball and you know what? He doesn't just want your physical and your relational and your spiritual and your mental and your physical and your emotional. He also wants your recreational life whole. Amen. How good is God? Amen. He just wants. It. Amen. That's, that's a good God. He wants you to have fun. He just doesn't want your life based around fun. He says, I've got to have the right base for all this stuff. I got to have- Mason, can you come out there? You're holding your baby. Okay. Hey, right here. You've got some swag. Come help me out here. Look at him go, man. Look at I was looking, man. Look at this guy. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Here's what happens in our life, okay? We get this stuff so out of order. So I want you to build on that right there, but you gotta stand up on its point, okay? Now hold that, stand that thing up. No, no, on its point. Now now build on that thing. No, you can't hold it. You can't no you can't hold it. You just gotta build on it. No, you can't hold it. it just, okay, now you gotta build, though. You gotta build. Build. Come on, build. no, build, you can do that. No, can't do that. Build, build, build. No, come on, now there you go. Now build. No, you can't do it. He some applause. give me some help today. That's the problem Y'all don't work the first round And y'all want to quit early God in heaven don't make me preach It didn't happen the first go round He touched me and goes, do sweaty <laughs> The problem is You quit before the thing is built So I need you to get some work in And you need to build on that, on that right foundation I go ahead and build on that thing Okay, I tell what I am do This is what we do We try to build on this thing And we try to build And then it all falls apart And we want to blame everybody else we want, to blame, we want to blame people on our past. We want to blame the president. We want to blame the governor. We want to blame our coach. We want to blame our teacher. We want to blame our spouse. We want to blame our kids. You're the one building. Amen. Get it in the right order. I know right now, I got some, I got some, you got some swag. So I'll tell you what you can do. You can, you can hold Right now, there's some people right now going, in our life, we get this stuff out of order and we think to ourselves, but I can balance it. So I'll let you balance on the beginning. Go ahead. Hold that one. No, you, you, you build it. I ain't going to build it for you. Just keep building. So we think, okay, I can balance it. I can balance it. I got this. And, I, and go ahead. add the, add the final piece. And we put the spiritual piece on top. And, and you know what? It looks... Hold it there for a second. Hold it there for a second. And the reality is, we look like we're holding it all together. It looks to the rest of the world goodness, man, his relationship's awesome. You don't know when he go home, they fight all night long because it's out of order. It looks like he's having all the fun, doing all the recreational stuff that everybody else wants to do. He's got the newest toys and the best of the newest toys. You don't realize that that is the basis of his life and he's trying to fill voids in every other area because it's out of order. We think of He's the smartest. You're the smartest guy I know. Is that true? They said yes. (laughs) We think we, I got this. And you know what? You can balance it for a little bit. till your hands get full. And when you start having to hold some other stuff. and, And you have to start letting go. Now I need you to go ahead and just balance that with one finger. And the problem is, go ahead. No, no, just one finger. That's three fingers. Come on, can't you count? And the problem is, your life falls apart. Your life has fallen apart. And it's in pieces. And you get to this place. Thank you. I believe you. Sit in my chair. You get to this place where your life has fallen apart and you're saying, God, why? God, why can't we fix this? God, how come? God, God, God. And God's going, I've been trying to tell you all along. Start with the right piece. I need you to start with Kingdom. First, yes. because see, when your foundation's right, yeah. everything else seems to fall into place. Not, not that it's not a challenge. I'm sure not saying that my wife and I don't have issues, because I'm a mess and she's perfect. Come on, somebody. But the the, the, the reality, I'm not saying that there are issues. I'm saying that when the foundation's right, it can be built. You yes. mean having to hold it all in place. You can build it and then walk away and say, God, look at what is happening. You can build. See, I think the problem is for a lot of us, we try this balancing act. The Bible talks about a guy that built his house on sand. And it calls him the foolish builder. He's not foolish because he built. He's foolish because he thought he'd make it through the storm. When our life is out of order and turned upside down and we're balancing and we're trying to hold it all together. It, it looks okay until the storm shows up. And when the storm shows up, it all kind of falls apart. He's saying, no, no, no. But the wise man, can you build again with the right piece first? It's three, it's one, then the three pieces, and the two pieces, then the one piece. And the wise man, though, built his house. You're doing good. Let's hear it for him. I thought you might applaud for him. Come on, somebody. Yeah? Oh. Easier it was? Amen. The problem is the first step to kingdom first. Amen. Did you come back up here? Come back up here. Come back. Up here. <laughs> build it the other way. One more time. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, no, you got yeah, it. Those two fingers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Okay, now stop. That's enough. Now build it the other way. Build it the right way. Yeah. Okay. See how much quicker it's already going? You don't have to rush. Just do it right. Just put them together. Did you see the key to the first step? they didn't see it. Try it one more time. I'm taking some extra time. Try it again. Try it again. They're they're, they're, they're behind us today, bro. All right. Oh, there you go. They're the smart crowd. That's right. Show them. Okay, that's enough. Now build build it the right way. Build it on the right foundation. Okay, you still didn't see it. The first thing he had to do to get it all to work was let go. trying to hold it together. Good. And God says, that's my job. That's good. Let go. Let me hold God in heaven. Let yes. me hold your marriage together. I can do it. Yes. Let me hold your health together. I, yes, you have a part but quit trying to hang on to it. Let it go. Good. I can do it. Let me hold your recreation together. I'll fulfill it. Let me hang on to your finances. Do it the right way through me. I can do it. It's crazy. For it all to work, to build the life that we could ever dream of, to build a structure that no matter what the storm may come, is kingdom first, and you have to let go. You have to allow God, worship team, come on now. You have to allow God to do His part. Did you notice when He was trying to do it fast how it was kind of messy? Slow down. I heard the Lord say that in my, uh, during worship. He just needs someone to know. Slow down. Quit rushing. Slow down. Build this thing right. And you know, no matter what you face. I got it. No matter what you're going through. He says if you'll slow down. No matter what you're facing. No matter, no matter what, what happens in your world. Slow down. It's got to move this. Slow down. I got it. In Psalm, it says this phrase. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Amen. We feel like that means to be happy. We feel like it just means to be happy in the Lord. I know a lot of happy people that don't have any have much good going on. Come on, somebody. See, when it says delight yourself in the Lord, it says to him, be happy. It, it, delight in the Hebrew means to be moldable like clay so that he can mold you and make you kingdom first kingdom first. So when he can mold your relationship, he can give you a healthy, well, he can give you the desire of a healthy relationship because it's the way it's supposed to work. Yes, yes. See, the challenge for a lot of us, the challenge for a lot of us isn't that we we, we want a good life. We want healthy, healthy stuff. We want, we want, we want God. The problem is we want him last, not first. And when we reverse the order and we put things in their proper place, all of a sudden our life begins to take shape. Do you remember what that looked like at the end? Do you remember what it looked like? It looked kind of like an arrow pointed up, Pointed at who who we're supposed to be reflecting in every area. Because in the end of my life, my marriage is to reflect Him. My finances are to reflect the way He would do it. My, my Jesus had a blast. I picture Jesus making snow cones for people. My life is to reflect Him. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to bow your heads all over the place. They're, they're going to sing this chorus. Pastor Clinton's going to come up and he's going to close this service and, and share just a little more. But in your life right now, and I know that if I were to ask you, how many of you have got some stuff out of order? I know that most of us are in that case. We are in that place where we've got relationships out of order and and they're unhealthy and finance and and mental and emotional and physical and, and recreational. But right now, I just want you to quiet your soul and slow down and say, okay, God, are you first? I'm not going to answer it emotionally because I know that I've got it first. But God, you know my heart. Really, today are you first. Hey guys, don't click out just yet. We're so excited that you could join us today don't forget to like and share this message and also subscribe to our podcast channel so that the latest message is always waiting on you if this ministry has had an impact on your life we would love to connect with you via social media on Instagram and Facebook we would also love to see you in person at one of our many locations for service times and locations or to give to this ministry you can download our app or visit us online at www.thehill.us we can't wait to hear from you and all that God is doing in your life. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next time right here on The Hill Podcast.